subreddit and discuss that topic for about an hour i'm matt heron i'm jeff kowalski i'm louisa heron i always say hi like in a very specific way so that it's easier for me to identify where the audio track starts without having to actually listen to this thing (laughs) so you could just just write down a time code Mm, that seems like it would be work that I would have to. <laughs> Plus, then you'd be extra mad when you try to start suddenly and then someone interrupts you because they didn't know you were going to start. Well, yeah, but, it, I mean, isn't that the best way to do it? Is it... <laughs> I think we've both figured out when you're about to start. <laughs> yeah, well, surprise is the most important element in uh, podcasting. podcasting. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, surprise, we're still doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So, I haven't actually... Oh, jeez, I just saw the link that that, uh, Jeff put in the chat for this episode, and I'm already upset. I haven't even clicked on it yet. Mm, Yeah, this is a thing that I encountered today. I'm a member in uh, a couple different um, left-wing Facebook groups, and they will post... uh, articles like this either to laugh at or i guess occasionally agree with for some reason it is uh from melmagazine.com wait uh, hang on jeff jeff we have to observe the forms hey jeff what were you up to on the internet this week okay go on. oh thank you for asking <laughs> uh so i'm a member in a couple left-wing face no we already did all that yeah, part don't do that part though uh it's an article from melmagazine.com which seems to be a branch of uh, the medium, which is just like thought catalog, which is mm, I don't know not how to describe it without a reference point. Pretty much anybody can post articles on this thing, and they are often of a personal or humorous nature. Uh, and this article by Alana Hope Levinson is titled "Have You Encountered the Cuck Boy?" Awesome. Before we get into that, the logo of this website is Mel, and then a like a white box. And if you told me that this was melblank.com, I would be like, this is a great <laughs> That would be pretty logo. good, if only Why, you were a millennial. Well, he wasn't he the proto-millennial, if you think about it? No, yeah, I guess he, he was wasn't. probably born around the other millennium. <clears throat> That's That might be true, yeah. Uh, what if Bugs Bunny was a millennial? Let's do that SNL sketch. He is. He's he's already entitled and lazy. <laughs> And he's always uh, playing around with gender in a way that upsets the ruling class. That's true, and he really sticks it to the hunters and tries to take away people's guns. (laughs) Whoops, we just discovered good cultural criticism somehow. (laughs) Well, all cartoon characters are perpetually the newest generation, aren't they? I don't think millennials are the newest generation anymore, though. No, they're not. Well, then what's the newest one? Well, I they think don't, they haven't defined themselves yet. You yeah. can't really pick Generation, Generation Z. <laughs> well, yeah, that's they've been trying to get. They've been trying to staple Generation Z to every generation for years now. Mm, don't you want to be Generation Z? It's got millennials Z used to be cool. Gen Only if you Y. Get to be a zombie. 
Oh, and the I, zombie apocalypse comes. They'll be the last yeah. generation. Yeah. For me, I think that millennial should be defined as someone who was still in school uh, when 9-11 happened. You have to have been in school and remember 9-11. Does college count as school? Yeah, I think so. Yay! I'm um, great. <laughs> that's the borderline, though. I feel like maybe some college students would be Gen X, uh, some 9-11 college students. Yeah, I mean, every definition I've seen of Gen X and Millennial kind of applies to me, so I, I'm definitely, whatever the definition is, I think I'm I'm on that borderline. You're, yeah, that yeah, borderline, you're... which we've talked about a million times, is the Oregon Trail generation. <laughs> yeah, which you're is... millennial Gen X rising. <laughs> which is when you're when the computers are like a novelty as a child and they're at school but maybe not at home. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that if you uh let's see, how should I say this? If you ever if you had your first date with someone after an AIM chat, you're probably a millennial. <laughs> Let's write a you might be a redneck style book. Yeah, I was going to say, is this a Jeff Foxworthy bit? Let's go. Uh, yeah. Chris has to come up with one. If, Jeff, you, you if, if you drive a lifted truck through your ranch, you might be a millennial. Uh, if what? you don't know huh? how to... <laughs> if, you, if you marry your cousin, you might be a millennial. Are we just re- rebranding the Jeff Foxworthy one? If you sit around the house, you might... <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore, but I like it a lot. Your uh, blood type is marinara. He <laughs> <laughs> might be a millennial. Yep. Oh, the original of uh, Millennial Kings of Comedy. <laughs> oh, man. The Millennial Kings of Comedy is just called Twitter, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, man. So many people are getting uh, genuine careers out of Twitter, and it's both heartwarming and perplexing yeah i don't understand how you can get any kind of realistic idea of how funny someone is from their twitter account because they that is not enough information to go on i feel Mm. yeah Yeah. a lot of funny people are pretty funny on twitter also yes but i feel like i feel like you can be funny on twitter and still not be a very funny or interesting person yeah. yeah, that's true. Like me and all of us. <laughs> but you could be a successful comedy writer or something, maybe. Can you? I just don't know. I don't think any of us would be very good at comedy writing, like, scripts. Uh, I don't know about com- I feel like I could thrive in a writer's room because I'm better in a group situation where people tell me what to do than I am having to be self-motivated. Mm, yeah, but you also very much. you also very much hate people telling you what to do. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I had a good job, I would probably be able to uh, uh, is that the tamp that one? down. I could write this novel if I just had a good pen. Yep. Mm, no, if my... if I'm saying if my life is very bad, that I am more uh, susceptible to my lesser instincts, like <laughs> eschewing authority. Yeah, so everyone yeah. should just pay us a like a hostage fee so that we're not terrible. Because if we had more money, we'd be great. Yep. <laughs> oh, that is the, the American think... dream. I think. I think. That's I think I have capitalism. a Bernie Sanders bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> Listen, pay think... me, or I'll be awful to you. <laughs> the definition of capitalism, I'm pretty sure, is if you had more money, you'd be great. Mm-hmm. 
No, no, uh, no, 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 no. The definition of capitalism is if I had more money, everyone would be better off. <laughs> Um, so this horrible article, uh, is basically, uh, a list of definitions of the term cuckboy. Uh, Speaking of, so you might be a redneck, it's basically that. Yeah, it's that. exactly that. Half of them are characteristics that do not exist, and the other half are good characteristics. Uh, like the first one here, the cuckboy buys you a one-year recurring monthly donation to Planned Parenthood for Valentine's Day. No one does that. Can you even do that? Uh, I don't know if you can set it up for just a year. I, yeah, I mean, I know you can donate in someone's name. I don't. Can you set up a recurring donation in someone else's name? Maybe. I don't know. Mm, the yeah, point I don't is, know. that's not even funny. Is that was the idea that it was supposed to be funny? Cause yeah, it seems really... like it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Uh, and then... It also seems like the kind of thing where you'd be like, uh, no one would want that, right? But like... I mean, there are probably people who'd be like, oh, that's really nice. Like, everyone's all, like, I've had people donate to charities I care about in my name, and I'm like, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Especially because Valentine's Day is kind of a bullshit holiday anyway, so if you don't get me anything for Valentine's Day, I'm already like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, doing anything, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, then there's the cuckboy drinks whey protein because he wants to be swollen enough to beat up Nazis, not because he wants to look good. That's not a negative quality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting it's... fit just to look good, like, that seems like the archetypal thing that's extremely shallow, right? The whole article, like, all of these are basically, like, uh, left-wing men aren't mean enough, so I'm going to call them cucks exactly like right-wing people do. I guess I just... There seems to be a lack of focus in this list. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is your general criticism that this list is trying to point out about these people? That they're a bunch of limp-wristed pansies, I guess. But but The they same wanted... criticism that's been lobbed at leftist men for a hundred years. But... Yes, I think that that might be part of it, but if somebody's drinking whey protein to get swole for any end purpose, that's the opposite of your thesis statement, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, but there's also a little backhanded, like, oh, they're not even going to be successful at it, these wimps. Right? Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't want to look good. He just wants to be able to participate in the revolution. I, like, I can't even twist it so that it makes it a bad thing. <laughs> It's weird that it puts out there as like, yeah, you know, like we all only do physical things so that we look better. We all know that that's what you do. <laughs> like, that's I, a weird place to start from. I also think I've done almost all of the things on this list. Am I a cuck boy, you guys? Yes. I guess. I think I am too, because uh, much like the cuck boy uh, who goes to the women's march but didn't post about it because he didn't do it for the likes, he's genuine. Yeah, I did that. I didn't post a single picture from the women's march, uh, partially because I was embarrassed by the centrism of the women's march, but uh, partly because it was a stay-in-your-lane type of thing, so it's Also, like... you looked really weird in that vagina hat, Jeff. I didn't want to have to tell you, but, like, <laughs> well, it was most... a good look. It was mostly weird because I also had the full costume on, <laughs> yes. so it was like a vagina on top of a vagina. It was even yeah, more weird like... that you already owned that costume. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I, what am I going to do with all of these bolts of pink cloth that I'm always buying? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else you can do with them. You're right. <laughs> There's something very disturbing to me about the fact that these uh, hats were all such a 
unpleasantly artificial shade of pink. I mean, like, I get it that you don't want it to be too anatomically correct because that's disturbing. But like, I mean, they were also they were also cat ears. Yeah. Yes. And you are wrong, Matt, because their main thing, their main uh, objective, which they successfully did with those hats, is to be noticeable in photographs. Mm. Yes. So you need a bright color. That's certainly true. But my counterpoint is just that, like. It's the same color as those uh, breast cancer awareness ribbons that everyone wears but doesn't actually do anything and is actually a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people... You're getting some brand confusion there, I guess, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, the thing I didn't like... Like, people can wear whatever hats they want. The thing that made me uncomfortable is that it's a little um, genital-focused, which is not great when you're trying to make a feminist point because the entire point is people should not be defined by their genitals, especially if people do not identify with the gender generally associated with their genitals. So it's trans-exclusionary on on top of everything else. Well, I have something to say about that, which is, yes, you're right, you don't want to be exclusionary, but when people uh, people (laughs) online who do not have uh, uteruses were saying, um, you know, you really shouldn't have a keep your laws out of my uterus sign because that's exclusionary. Hey, mm, fuck that's you. not exclusionary. <laughs> fuck you, because reproductive right yeah. uh, limiting is entirely down to men, women, whoever, who have a functional uterus. So don't say it's not about uteruses, you assholes. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's a little bit of the overstepping of the the wokeness where it's like, which I mm, saw a lot of, and it made me very angry. Like, you don't have to stop talking about, like, you don't have to protest the vagina monologues and stop talking about uh, rights for people with uteruses. You just have to stop associating womanhood exclusively with those things. (laughs) Like, those are still problems, and they affect more than just women. I agree with everything you said, Jeff, except for when you said uh, they shouldn't do this... uh, this at feminist march because the whole point of feminism is and then the thing you said because i don't think that's the whole point of feminism yeah i mean it's a major point in the current movement is to um move away from the idea that uh anyone with a uterus is automatically a woman and she's useless to society if she doesn't bear children with it yeah uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think there's a lot more stuff to feminism than that. That's yes. certainly a good and important issue yeah. that is is a part of feminism, but, like, there's some other stuff going on, especially in other parts of the world where, like, even, uh, we, they haven't even gotten to the level of, like, women are allowed to vote. Like, that's, that's also pretty bad, yeah. you know? Everything so anyway... Bad intersectionalism um but luckily this liberal magazine is shaming people for trying to be better so that's good i guess yeah i'm most annoyed that it's like it's political but we're like being witty and like razor sharp with our comedy about it no you're not this is not very funny or interesting like you can always tell when uh, an article thinks that it's like essentially like the onion where it's like really turning up the satire in an effective yeah. way, and it's really not in this article. This kind of stuff, I'm not usually the kind of person who says the thing I'm about to say, but this is the kind of thing that makes people hate liberalism. <laughs> because... <laughs> You're crazy. No, 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 no. Let me, let me 
when I say that, I don't mean, like, this is bad and worthy of hating. What I mean is that, like, a lot of folks who sort of went down a dark path seem to have started from, like, trying to be helping out with liberalism, and then other liberals were like, you're not liberal enough, so get out of here! And then they were like, well, now I have nowhere to go. And, like, yeah, that's not a great... That the next answer to that being Nazi is not good. <laughs> Obviously, you made a bad choice there. But, like, to to have a thing where it's like, hey, if you're not respectful and feminist, then you can't be in our group. And then, you're, then people are like, oh, okay, I'll be respectful and feminist then. And then writing a whole article like, these respectful feminists are fuckwads. <laughs> like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. What are you doing? I... I think that the more tangible effect of this is liberals leaving liberalism by going farther left. Like, it's going to be like, okay, then I'm not going to talk to anyone who is willing to, like, adopt any right-wing language, and I'm going to demand full communism from now on if this is how I'm going to be treated by, uh, like, center-left liberals. Yeah, is that who these people are? I... I think these people aren't even like I wouldn't I wouldn't say the kind of people who would write or laugh at this article are center left as much as they're just dicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're just being an asshole, bro. Yeah. yeah. What did you do on the internet, it. Louisa? <laughs> <laughs> I did literally nothing but make meals, sleep and play Breath of the Wild this week. <laughs> so Breath of the Wild. It's uh, pretty great. <laughs> it's we talked a lot about it before we started recording. It's pretty great. We did. I really like the way I'll just talk about like some psychological stuff about the game. I really like the way it, the game forces you to explore a new region to find where you can get the map for that region. I think that's very interesting and smart because it really forces you to do more looking around and searching and not just following a map to even will... get the map. I will say I agree with you, but I found there I found a little bit of, of weirdness in the portions where you are simultaneously encouraged to explore for the reasons you said and others, but also punished for exploring by like your health meter constantly draining. Yes. Like I I liked exploring all of the woods and all of the plains and stuff, but once I started getting up into the mountains where it's cold or the mountains where it's hot, and I was just like well, fuck, I can't go anywhere without dying. I can't do anything. I have to just, like, go truck it directly to the thing that makes the map happen and then find where the village is where I can buy the clothes to protect me from this and then truck it directly there, and then I can explore. Well, I thought they actually solved that pretty well because uh, in your exploring you find those spicy peppers, and if you cook up five spicy peppers, you get a potion that gives you uh, the ability to withstand cold for 12 actual minutes and that's pretty amazing well when you say withstand cold you mean your health meter doesn't go down quite as fast but it still does if you get if you get it if you get it two levels does if you get (laughs) two levels if you get two levels of cold resistance it stops uh most um and for that you need to mix the spicy peppers with uh like for example prime or gourmet meat yes yeah 
Yeah, you need multiple levels of cold cold resistance to survive up in the like mountainous areas near the bird people. So okay, true. I yes. was like, there is a point. I was, You're right. I was I like, okay, I I've only, got all. I only just God, got damn it. To the let point. me finish what yeah, I'm saying say before you interrupt me. This is tied to that, and as soon as you change the subject, it's not going to apply anymore. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which you are about to do. All I'm I was going to say is, I only podcast. just got to a point where I found a peak that said. Now your cold protection will not protect you enough from the cold air. So now I understand what you were talking about because yeah. Well, the thing I was going to say was also tied to what I was already saying, and now I can't say it because you changed the subject. So fuck you, I guess. (laughs) Well, tell me your thing. Tell it to me. (laughs) Nope, too late. No, go back. I want to know about it, Louisa. Don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say I like. I knew I was planning on making a run at the bird place, so I made a whole bunch of. Uh, cold resistance potions and then I was like here I go and I had all of the potions ready and I got up to the mountains and then they were like oh this isn't good enough so you die and I was like fuck you game seriously fuck did off you, did you get that uh, warm doublet from the old man uh, I I finally got to the bird temple and got the actually warm clothes oh yeah <laughs> I, I had to go back cause um I, I I saw the quest where it was like, if you go visit the old man's uh, cabin, there's a note that's like, hey, I've been trying to make this spicy food, and if I if anybody brought it to me, I would give them a warm doublet, and I kept that in mind the whole time, and then I went back later, and he just leaves you a note that's like, hey, you never got this warm doublet, so here you go. Well, I but, never did that, but I found a store that sold me a warm doublet, <laughs> so I'm all set now, I guess. <laughs> No, the warm doublet's also not very good. You need that and a weak potion to survive the coldest areas. Yeah. Yeah. The point is that it's very frustrating if you're like, I just want to explore for a while, and then it's like, oh, well, there are maybe two-fifths of the map are just unexplorable until you do plot stuff, probably. Yeah. I mean, technically you could go to the village that sells you the armor you need and then just leave and not do any plot things which i have done but it's i still did that annoying. yeah <laughs> yeah i um yeah i uh the only trouble i had was there were two towers that you couldn't see from mm-hmm. the highest and points on the Frodo map like... and and bilbo got stuck in a cave where a spider bit their eyes out or something <laughs> yeah and somebody somebody pushed christopher lee off of a big building yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that movie in like Is 15 Christopher years. Christopher Lee the guy from Winnie the Pooh? Mm, yeah, yeah sure. He blue pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> he did kind uh, of wear that, pajamas in that movie. <laughs> that's true. What is the guy from Winnie the Pooh named? Christopher, Christopher Robin. 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 Christopher Robin. It was. Yeah, he's was Christopher close. Lee's sidekick. It's you like a. It's it's two first men's first names. Christopher, yeah. name. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, Louisa, what's your favorite thing in the game so far? The favorite thing you've done? I think th- this isn't something specific, but solving a bunch of the little Korok puzzles where you mm-hmm. get the seed from the little forest sprite if you do what you need to do, but it doesn't tell you anywhere what you need to do, but you kind of can just figure it out, and that's very satisfying. Ha- have you used the seeds for anything yet? Yeah, of course. Have you talked you to have? That? Yeah, have you talked to that oh. guy? 
No, I'll have to figure it out later. But I didn't know that. I I keep on collecting them, and I'm like, I assume at some point someone's going to tell me what these are for. Yeah, uh, yeah it's super good because he'll let you expand. Well, I, I should say they. I don't even know if it's supposed to be a guy. They will let you expand your weapon and bow and uh, shield carrying. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's very. There's. <laughs> I think my favorite thing was being like 30 hours into the game and walking over a bridge I had been over before and seeing a creature and going, what the hell is that? (laughs) The fact that you can be like very far in the game and still see something in the normal overworld that is surprising Mm -hmm. is very satisfying. Oh, when you run up to a plant and it's got those three little question marks and you're like, oh, I've never seen this plant before. (laughs) (laughs) No, the worst though is when you're just walking along and a lizard runs in front of you and it's a question marks and you're like, oh Uh, shit, I didn't have that lizard and now it's gone. (laughs) I wanted Um, to jam it into a potion bottle. Yep. Oh, now uh, I've seen the uh, the Breath of the Wild cryptid twice, which is a glow-in-the-dark rabbit, which if you shoot it with an arrow, uh, it, it spits out rupees. I think you're supposed to be able to kill it to get something even better, but I couldn't I couldn't get my bow ready fast enough, and it disappeared. I think there's, I've hit it three times. Where, there's places where it shows up reliably every time you go there. Mm. I haven't noticed that, no. Uh, it seems it, to show up every time I go to the Great Fairy Fountain near Kakariko. Yes, that's oh. where I see it every time as well. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you can kill it. I've hit it like three times with arrows, and it, it just keeps running around. Yeah. yeah, I hit it with one of those shooting three arrows at once, bow and arrows. I hit it twice, and it still was fine. Oh, because the, uh, there was a little load screen tip. Because I thought I, when I first saw it, I had imagined it because it disappeared so fast. And the load screen tip said, you'll get something very special if you shoot it with an arrow. And I was like, oh my god. But maybe it's just some rupees. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> when they're like, I've got a very special reward for you, a hundred rupees. And it's like, <laughs> fuck off! I just did a whole quest and now I get, like, I could have just sold some meat. I killed more birds. <laughs> To, like, get me doing this than I got for actually completing the quest, you fucking asshole. I feel bad whenever I make Link eat raw bird uh, drumsticks. <laughs> Ew, why are you doing that? Because I'm Just not near Just drop them in some fire. I'm not near any fire, and I need to regain some hearts. Don't you have a million goddamn apples? That's what I always do. Yeah, I have those. I've got, like, 75 apples all the time. Yep. They're not um, worth cooking. They're not worth selling. There's no purpose to them other than eating them, I guess. I suppose you so, can bake them. Did you yeah, guys meet? They don't the, get much better. Did you guys meet the giant horse? No. No. There's a horse that uh, is about twice as tall as Link on its head, and you can catch it and ride it. Whoa! Cool. Yeah. <laughs> is it like ghostly or anything? <laughs> is there no any indication. It's. That it- Huh. It's black with an orange is mane it... and tail, as if it's Ganon's horse, but there's no oh. indication that it is. Is That's it possible weird. that it's just a mistake? Like, <laughs> the, the people making the game were just, like, they accidentally scaled up the uh, the model for that item? Maybe, but they seem to have solidified it as on purpose, because it's the only black and orange horse in the game, and when you find it, it's like... As it looks like as if it's giving a speech to a bunch of regular horses. <laughs> <laughs> like it's holding court for the Wait, normal horses. Jeff, did you set your system clock forward to Halloween and find oh, a Halloween horse? Yeah, it's the Halloween horse. My yeah. bad. <laughs> you know. Oh man, I would love if the if like 
there was a mascot for Halloween like there is for all the other holidays that brings the, the holiday to you? How come there's not, like, Santa Claus or Easter Bunny for Halloween? And can it be the Halloween horse? There's Discuss. the Great Pumpkin. Does that count? Uh, that's... No, that's some bullshit Charles Schultz tried to shove down our throats. <laughs> I don't want that garbage. Yeah, the Great Pumpkin didn't stick. Jack Skellington didn't stick. But maybe Halloween Horse. Captain yeah. Transylvania didn't really stick either. We tried to get that going. Uh, he's no. a sleeper now. He's going to be cool in ten years. No, listen, that's a very good idea, and, like, we've done all the work we can, now it's up to the the world to manifest it. We need to move on from that. I think Halloween Horse being the mascot for Halloween is great. Especially because everyone I know who really loves Halloween also really likes horses. Yeah, so we're I think everyone... I think, much like Halloween, everyone both loves and fears horses. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> and you're like, got, oh, like... it's so great, and I'm so excited, but then you see their eyes a little too close, or their teeth, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Just like Halloween. <laughs> the challenge here is that uh, the Halloween horse, like, what can the Halloween horse bring to this holiday? Because you already get candy from people, and like... Like what? What is the Halloween horse actually doing in the holiday? Um, uh, it turns apples into candied apples. That's pretty good. Because okay. horses like, like apples. Like you leave out apples for him, and then he yeah. changes it. Is that too Santa Clausy? Yeah, yeah. You leave out apples and a horse lick, and when you wake, uh, like a salt lick, and when you wake up in the morning, it's a bunch of candied apples. <laughs> and also a half-eaten horse. <laughs> yeah. It's oh man, that's big, really brutal on your block parents. Of salt. <laughs> All your apples are salty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> your mom and dad come down and they're like, I love you, you any apple. Their tongue is swollen to three times its normal size. <laughs> and the apples shrivel up like those little dolls with all the salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, oh, the Halloween horse brings you beef jerky. Yep. <laughs> Matt, what did you do online? Did you tell us already? No, I didn't. Okay, so um, this past week online, I've been catching up on the PBS Idea Channel videos. Are you guys familiar with this? P- yes. This uh, YouTube channel. So yeah, I'm about a, bunch a year of behind. Half baked ideas now. What's that? Hey. So, so you got a bunch of new half baked ideas now. Okay, hold on. You're trying to say that the ideas in the video are half-baked because they might be the most well-researched videos online. No, I'm yeah, just saying... Yeah, they're very fair and good. I'm not saying that. I am saying that the average person... Oh, you're saying that me, I, yeah. once I watch them, I get it. Yes, you they, can't that is mad. Yeah, okay. To be... Everyone to be absorbs fair. that and is like, wow, I'm so smart now. Now I, know I understand work. everything. Yes, I got it. Uh, to be fair, he did watch the video that was full of fan theories for the movie Half-Baked, so he is full oh, of Half-Baked yeah. ideas. <laughs> what if your hands had their own hands, right? Yeah. All right, guys? <laughs> um, no, but uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about is I watched one of the videos that was about a anime and manga series called One Punch Man. Are you guys familiar with this? I've read, I think I've seen half an episode and read the first volume of the comic, and I thought it was okay. I remember, like, last year, everyone talked about it for a little while. I hadn't ever heard of it until I watched this video, and they explained to me what the point of it is, and then I watched the series. Uh, It's all on Hulu, and I think it's very good. And also, I feel like if I hadn't watched the explanation of what it's about beforehand, I would have thought it was terrible and hated it. (laughs) So... 
That's pretty interesting. I think. I think I want to watch it, but I'm waiting for it to be dubbed because I don't like to watch with subtitles. But reading the manga, it's like very heavy on action, and that uh, didn't come across as well in a comic as I think it would in a cartoon. So the um, uh, what was I gonna say? The the video that explained it all to me talked about how the perp- like the whole point of that series is the idea of something like a Dragon Ball Z where people train to be the best. The um, best but, that ever was. <laughs> right. Uh, but the guy, the main character in One Punch Man, does train to be the best and gets to be the best and then is just very bored. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is his whole existence and the whole thing you're supposed to take from his existence, I guess, is that, like... Um, he wept for he had no more worlds to conquer. <laughs> not even that, but just, like... Like, first of all, the idea of of getting objectively better by quote-unquote training makes no sense. And secondly, like, once you've trained, like, you still need to do stuff with your life. You can't just train. So it, it, the, the, the anime that I've watched is very much uh, sort of what I think Superman would be like if he were in real life, where he would just be like... Why would I bother doing anything when everything is so easy? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so it's a pretty interesting thing. It's very anime-y, so if you don't yeah. like that kind of stuff, you shouldn't watch it, but it's good. Yeah, I uh, I found the entire concept to be really interesting. The sort of, like, it's it's it played for laughs, the type of thing that Superman and Wolverine play for drama. The, like, ennui of being unkillable and unbeatable. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it was, uh, I'll probably go back to it now that I, I've, I, like, every, I keep remembering I have a library card, but right now I have 18 comic books out from the library, so once I finish with all of those, I'll probably pick up One Punch Man, because I know they have it there. Yeah, I don't know if the manga is as good, maybe it's better, but I, I really like the, the anime, like, the flavor of it. <laughs> I also really like the, uh... There's another character in it uh, whose uh, his superpower is riding a bicycle, <laughs> um, and he's very earnest and he tries very hard, but he's not very good at being a superhero. But he's friends with One Punch Man. Uh, but it reminds me a lot of that Mitchell and Webb look uh, sketch oh, with yeah. the BMX bandit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the angel summoner. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that was a good sketch. Yep. I th- I like this idea, like, Japanese pop culture seems to be more willing to have a very single-purpose superhero, like, uh, Saitama's superpower is he beats bad guys in one punch, and that's pretty much it, uh, and then, like, Kamen Rider has, like, the standard suite of things, and then also a, like, magic motorcycle that's kind of unexplained. Yes. Uh, and then, like, all the, um what's it called? It's Super Sentai that Power Rangers is based on. They all have, like, giant robots, and that's not really, like, they just have normal, like, the standard flying brick superpowers. And then also, I don't know, they have giant robots to combine into a bigger one. Yeah, that that whole thing actually is something that kind of annoys me when I'm watching anime, and especially this one, is, like, 
all of these fucking Japanese superheroes are so stupid. And I know that that's kind of the point of it, but they're, I know they're based on real things. He has a longstanding rivalry with two brothers named Tank Top Tiger and Black Hole Tank Top, and their superpower is <laughs> that they wear tank tops. And I'm like, fuck you, because I know that that's pretty close to real things in anime. I fucking hate that. <laughs> That's gotta be, like, Fist of the North Star parody, right? Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of thing where it's like, like, I'm just very strong and I wear a tank top. That makes me a superhero, right? Fuck off. Fuck off, anime. I, see, I think that's the difference between you and me, Matt. I love stupid ideas taken uh, at least somewhat seriously. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's just very annoying because... I know how much of it there is in the world and in every anime, including this one, where it's just like you can be watching it and be like, oh, this is really clever and interesting. And like the people who wrote it clearly had a very good concept of whatever they are talking about. And then there's a scene where it's just like 40 guys with the dumbest names and no real superpowers and they're like they constantly announce the names of the moves they're gonna do and like that's the whole purpose of them being in the show and it's just like you guys don't have to do this anymore like one scene of this is a joke when you do it every episode you're just doing it more this is interesting (laughs) because i feel like i agree with you but then i think to myself i also like the venture brothers and how is that fundamentally different I think it's because it it's mocking something it's mocking something that you've had genuine affection for uh in the past whereas I think uh a lot of Japanese culture got to America so late that most people liked it ironically or briefly like Dragon Ball Z I Dragon Ball Z is not something that I cared about or anybody I knew cared about until like middle school or high school whereas something like Johnny Quest or Scooby Doo goes back to like the deep childhood Yeah, I think also Venture Brothers has a... Venture Brothers has a specific joke tied to each of those characters. Okay, yeah. So that, like, the the dumb supervillains that are constantly coming up, like, their names... Each name is a different joke, and then if they ever show up in the actual show, their existence has some kind of unique quality to it that's a joke. Whereas in a lot of anime, and in One Punch Man specifically... The joke is, look how many dumb superheroes there are, and then they just keep doing it, and it's just, like, a constant stream, and, like, part of the joke is, I'm sure they're all parodies of different things, but, and to Jeff's point, maybe if I was more familiar with those things they're parodying, I would see the difference, Mm -hmm. but as it is, it's just like, oh, another, more of this, huh? More, again? Again with this? (laughs) So you wish it was faster, I guess. You wish you could watch it on a fast forward. (laughs) <laughs> no, I just wish that, like, every episode has one scene of some dumb superheroes, like, being around, and then One Punch Man is just sort of living his life, and I just could do without those scenes of the, the dumb superheroes. I get it. I get the joke. We've done that now. I'm past it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, repetition of the same joke is, uh, a, a lot of the difficulty is the, uh, these are what is it shonen jump is weekly i think so they have to write these stories and draw them so fast to get out the right number of pages that it ends up being a lot of filler so one punch man suffers from a lot of the same problems as the stuff it's parodying yeah i i 
think that a lot of Japanese anime and maybe TV, I've never really watched any Japanese TV, but suffers from the exact opposite problem as what makes British television good. Where British television, they'll be like, oh, we came up with this amazing uh, idea for a show. You get six episodes and then we're done forever. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what makes some of their shows so good. Sometimes it's terrible, but sometimes it's really good. And I feel like the opposite of that is trying to be like, oh, we had a great idea. We need to make one million episodes every day. Go. Go, 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 go. Yeah, <laughs> I think the live action follows. <laughs> yep. I think the live action follows the British model, but most of their cartoons are based off of uh, serialized manga that goes on forever for some reason. Yeah. How long did Dragon Ball run? Like 15 or 20 years? One Piece has been, is almost up to 20 years, I think. God. Yeah. Alright, yeah. it's random subreddit time, I guess? Yeah, we've <laughs> all already done it, so uh, Jeff, why don't you go first? Well, I got r slash Batman Arkham, which is the subreddit for yeah, the <laughs> the Batman Arkham trilogy, and I don't want to cover it because I still haven't beaten Arkham Knight. Nor have I. And also, uh, we've like every episode of this show has been about Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's all about comic games. books and video games. So, <laughs> yes. What did you get, Matt? I got and the inscrutable <laughs> r slash emerald ps2 yes i, I have no idea what that means and i've clicked on it and i'm yeah. looking through it and i still have no idea what it, it has means. no I, informational sidebar like most reddit seem to it is i'm disappointed inscrutable you're right in it's, us it seems to be the subreddit for a server in the game planet side 2 called emerald Oh, fuck, I thought it was going to be about, like, some kind of weird hack of the PlayStation 2. Yeah, if it was a mod... Exactly, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, ooh, Emerald PS2, is this, like, homebrew software for the PlayStation 2? But that would no, be amazing it's... if people were like, let's bring it back. Let's bring back the PS2, guys. <laughs> With super cool cases. Everything yeah. has to be green. <laughs> I think the lighting of your PS2. <laughs> it has to look like Emerald City, or you're not allowed to put it on this subreddit. <laughs> yeah. I think people still use original Xbox for um, modding and, like, media server stuff because it's apparently easily done. Hmm. But, uh, I don't know, it would be funny if they used PS2 because it's, like, arcane ancient technology with for full of forgotten secrets. <laughs> Is the reason that they don't because, like, it's just easier to emulate all that stuff on a regular PC, I guess? Uh, no, you can get emulators on PS2 and stuff. It's just that it doesn't really have a hard drive that's easily accessible. Um, like, you have to install a hard drive, and then having software that can get into the hard drive is not mm. the easiest thing in the world. It's much easier to use, like, a Wii, which just takes SD cards, or an original Xbox, which uh, I think either has a hard drive or is just it's Windows-based, so it's easier to make work. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what could we do? I Maybe you can do this with the Xbox, like, crack it open and, like, soup it up. I'm trying to think about how we could treat game systems like we treat hot rods, where, like, an <laughs> older car... <laughs> yeah, like, you obviously there's aesthetic things, but the other piece of it is, like, putting new, better engine components and things in it to make it good, like, good in modern racing and stuff. The, uh, most... the thing is with that, though, because you're trying to interface with the games for the system, like, you could put in an amazing graphics card, but then what? Like, the games are still going to look the same, right? 
Like, that's yeah, I the guess. Problem. I wonder if you could crack whatever encoding is required to make a game playable on an Xbox and then just, like, have people be able to write their own <coughs> games to discs and put them. Because, I mean, it's just written on a CD and everyone has a CD burner. It, yeah. Two things. One, people will just emulate those systems on their computer and then pump up the graphics to look way better. Um,. Like, someone already did it for Breath of the Wild on Wii U, because they're developing a Wii U emulator, and they're like, let's see what this game looks like playing at 4K resolution. Um, and two, uh, the original, the most you can really do with those systems is overclock them, which is basically physically remove the restriction on how uh, fast it can run, uh, but then mm -hmm. it might overheat, so you have to install more fans, uh, and bypass any DRM that prevents you from playing foreign or pirated games. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure bypassing the DRM would be a challenge, but I challenge your statement that all you can do is overclock them, because you can replace components in there, I mean, you yeah, can... Yeah, but there's no drivers for them, then. Yeah, but you, you can get the drivers into the hardware... No, I mean, there's no drivers uh, I mean, written. You get, well, <laughs> You'd yeah. have to write new drivers for a system that came out 17 years ago. Yeah, see, I don't know. the, I the think point you where you're just work. upgrading every part of it, <laughs> that's what the companies are trying to do also. That's why they bring out new systems. Why, yeah, why don't you just buy a new car instead of fixing up an old one, Louisa? Mm, aesthetics, though, right? Ca yeah. Cars have interchangeable parts. So, Video game consoles kind of don't. People like the aesthetic of cars from different eras. Do they like the aesthetic of old PlayStations and Xboxes? Yeah, maybe that's the problem, is that no one has ever really made an aesthetically pleasing game system, to my mind. Yeah. I've never looked at it. It's pretty iconic, don't you think? Iconic, yeah. It looks like a toy, not, though. Yeah, exactly. It's great. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Matt got so mad he left the call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hope this computer didn't shut down so that we don't lose that hour of recording we just did. I know. I'm still going, so hopefully, uh, yeah. Well, I think we're going to end up doing your subreddit because both of ours are total dump. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I'm trying to <coughs> pin down what mine is, and I really can't. That hey, was a Matt's pretty back. hilarious prank I just played on you guys, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's so mad, he disconnected the call. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I had to switch over to doing everything in Google Chrome instead of usually what I usually use, which is Firefox, because I guess Google decided to not allow Google Hangouts on Firefox anymore, which is kind of lame. Weird. Um, so. They decided anyway. it just now during the call? <laughs> no, everything, I mean, earlier today, but this is the first recording I'm doing on Google Chrome, and I clicked on a tab somehow that made it close and oh. i don't know exactly what i did i've never really used google chrome before so it's mm. fine i use it thanks google for fucking up our podcast louisa tell us about your subreddit well i got possibly the most interesting one we got today and i'm not quite sure what it means it is called r slash imaginary cyberpunk <laughs> Okay, so that's definitely the one we're going to do, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We talked about that when we were off, about how the other ones are total dumpus, and this is great. Yeah, okay. So, um, I guess, just to finish up what we were talking about before I dropped off, um, I just don't feel like the people who are making gaming systems put any thought into making it look good. I mean, clearly yeah. somebody's designing it, but it always looks like garbage. Yeah. Uh, I think I have... I'm looking at the Xbox One right now, and... 
I think it looks fine. It just kind of blends in, because I have it on a black shelf, and it's a black console. And the Xbox One Slim is the same, but, like, half the size, so... Yeah, but that's not what people want. I mean, oh no, I just want a black rectangle. No, that's wrong. You're wrong, Jeff. That you want that. You don't want that. Well, you're probably correct. Through its history, Nintendo is probably the one that's put the most thought into the appearance of their. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. Yeah, Yeah, the reason the the reason the NES is like front loading is because they wanted it to look like a VCR, so that Americans would buy it and not think it was a toy. Yeah. Well, and but even them, the Switch is just a black rectangle that fits into another black rectangle, so they're going that way too. Yeah. My, my point, my point is like minimalist design seems to have been the like the main thing in most of electronics. It's certainly now, like, I and I guess Apple kind of pioneered that to a certain extent. But can we not swing the pendulum the other way and have some like really gorgeously designed, elaborate? things electronics because i'd be into that in a big way have you ever heard the theory of art that when things are going very well in society art becomes extremely minimal and streamlined and when things are going badly it becomes very baroque and ornate so we might be getting there yes (laughs) start seeing some of this Okay, oh, we're on the imaginary cyberpunk subreddit, and there is nothing more baroque than cyberpunk <laughs> as an aesthetic. <laughs> like even the the head, the like yeah. batter bar so, is some wh- guy with just unnecessary wires on well, his what face. What we're looking at in the, the uh, header wait, here. what? Your header bar is a guy. My header bar is a girl. Oh no! What? Oh man, is it randomized? I don't know. I've got a girl with like weird like flashlight pauldrons and like <laughs> uh m- moon earrings and a triforce tattoo on her forehead and there's some kind of big space bug oh man uh, I've, I've got this this uh this decker who's slicing into his console and he's got glowy blue eyes and a bunch of blue nodes connected by flat wires on his face and his mouth is open in a sneer that's like hey i totally robbed the those uh those spacers of their creds i see what you're saying but you you can't see him doing anything uh yeah but and he's making a face there's white behind him with uh, chrome pipes on it so it kind of looks like he's in a bathroom oh man he's totally hacking on the toilet <laughs> but anyway so what we're seeing is the words imaginary cyberpunk in like a crazy cyberpunk font uh, over a picture that looks appropriate to a cyber-themed uh, app game that would cost you like a dollar ninety-nine probably <laughs> in the app store. Uh, it looks like that, where it's like a photo, but like all photoshopped up. And yeah, the guy has wires on his face, and uh, on the side it says "imaginary network expanded." So I don't know what that's in relation to. So I loaded the page again in another tab so I could see the other header. And uh, this guy is cyberpunk, sort of, but he's yeah. very goth-y. Like, yeah, I he's always... got, like, spiked bracelets on. I wouldn't say he's goth. You know what I well, would say? I would say he's an 80s punk that they put some glow lights on. To well, be yeah, oh, yeah, so cyberpunk? <laughs> yeah, very literally <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> well, exactly, but that's. I feel like that's a failing of the the punk genre. Like, all Not of the things cyber? that are... yeah. <laughs> no, well, maybe, but all the things that are labeled something punk 
gets caught up in like being literally like the punks in the like England in the seventies and eighties, like mm-hmm. with the spike bracelets and the nail polish and the like uh spiky hair and stuff, and it's like you guys know that when we put punk in the title of this, we didn't mean you had to hate Margaret Thatcher, right? Like that's not what that word means. I don't know what also, it means, to be honest. This guy <laughs> this guy also has an iron cross it looks like on his um yeah, on his bracelet, so like he's a cyber Nazi too. Well, I don't know. The iron cross in the punk movement was meant to be a way to uh, violate social norms, not necessarily put any kind of allegiance to Nazi propaganda out yeah, there. Yeah, that that would fly in 1976, but this guy is clearly from the distant future of 2029. <laughs> uh-huh. So, what, so I don't he... think that that would work anymore. It would just oh, be you like mean, he, you mean to say that he's, he's flying in the face of your social norms, Jeff? Because that's literally the thing I just said. <laughs> I think even ironic Nazism is just Nazism. That's a, the opposite of a punk attitude, Jeff. Yeah, that's Sorry. True. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So. I mean, he is a white guy, so he's what, can, a what can we expect? He's wearing a denim vest, I just noticed, with frayed edges and everything. Looks like green denim? That might just be my monitor. <laughs> yep. Oh, when I went to the top page, uh, I got another new header that's a little girl that seems to be sad about a computer. What is any of this? There's a whole network of imaginary something subreddits. Cyberpunk is already imaginary. I get, like, imaginary aviation or imaginary anime. Sure. Imaginary cyberpunk? It's like, oh, imaginary Middle Earth. Like, yeah, thanks. That's redundant. Well, so there's really not a lot of info about this one. There's just one line that says, cyberpunk art, high tech, low life. And then there's just general rules about uh, not being a jerk. And then related subreddits are Imaginary Technology Expanded, Imaginary Steampunk, Imaginary Etherpunk, and Imaginary Dieselpunk. Yeah, I clicked on Imaginary Etherpunk and Dieselpunk. Well, is is Dieselpunk just Mad Max? Because that's all I'm imagining. Uh, Dieselpunk looks to be World War I, World War II steampunk aesthetic. Hmm. And uh, Etherpunk seems to be... um, Blue Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> yeah, it looks like like if if Nikola Tesla designed a uh, a punk yeah. movement, okay, it would be this. It's it, it's anything with the modifier artifact from the game Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. I'm interested. Oh. In it. I guess when they say imaginary cyberpunk, maybe what they mean is that it's pieces of things that aren't related to larger like fictional worlds. Yeah, I guess so. It's like fan art for stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah, literally I'm on Etherpunk and every other submission is from Magic the Gathering. I was just joking. (laughs) (laughs) So electricity and Uh, stuff, but but like cool space electricity and plasma. Yeah, this isn't what we're talking about. Uh, imaginaries. I'm go. I'm on the the imaginary network subreddit to try and figure out what this is for sure. But I think you're right that it's just like here's some generic cyberpunk art. And that's kind of cool because I really like that. If you see like a um, a show at Fashion Week and the uh, designer is just like, I just really liked Cyberpunk or whatever, and they're like, I did all the clothes based on that. I think that's pretty cool. Guys, there's a related subreddit called Cyber Booty, and I can't imagine that that's good. Is it? I just... can't imagine that that's a thing that would be okay. Airbrush. Is it worse? Oh, is it worse than? Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> 
The picture in the main part of the header I do not recognize, but on the side it's got one of the uh, the Japanese artists who does extremely chromed robots that are like sexy ladies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, from that album cover. Yeah, it's one of those. It was like a and she's wearing oh, a yellow dress and she's doing like the Marilyn Monroe skirt blowing up thing. Yes, this is like a <laughs> Judas Priest album or something. I forget what it is. Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna Google sexy robot album cover and see. I bet it will show up. <laughs> album cover. That's how cover is spelled. Would sexy robot album cover be a good name for a band? Uh, yes. The first the first result was this guy's Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Oh, he uh, Hajime Sorayama. Okay. He designed Ibo, the robotic dog. Oh shit! You can fuck that. How many boobs does that <laughs> dog have? Does that dog have six boobs? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, oh boy, he created a bunch of Star Wars pinup art at the behest of George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Of course. Ugh, gross. Uh, uh. But I want to know about the stupid, what was it, an album cover? Oh, Just just Push Play, the Aerosmith album Just Push oh, Play. Oh no, okay. Aerosmith is the worst <laughs> one it could have been. <laughs> Why yeah, didn't you I'm guess sorry that? for it's something that's a creepy perv thing that's for creepy pervs. Of course, it's Aerosmith. Yeah. I'm sorry for maligning Judas Priest like that. Is Aerosmith the perviest band ever? Discuss mm, Bon yeah. Jovi. I think might be pervier. I don't know that they're pervy. They're certainly sad. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bon Jovi. Um, I mean, yes. I don't like that. John Bon Jovi this past election was like, really, guys, I think we need to vote for Hillary Clinton, even though I'm a Republican. I'm like, God damn it, Bon Jovi, you're a Republican? I don't need to know that. Everything about Bon Jovi as a person is kind of disappointing. Some yeah, of his songs like, are good. He's but... crummy Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I mean, I think that Bruce Springsteen is crummy Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> but... I like both of them. I won't hear it. <laughs> I like both of their music, but uh, I don't particularly... I haven't cared about any Bon Jovi albums for the past 25 years. That's fine. They're you don't fun have to, to sing along to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the old ones. I'm mad at him for making that song, Who Says You Can't Go Home, and then filming the entire video in Philadelphia, where he's not from. <laughs> but he had to promote the Philadelphia Soul, the uh, minor league yeah. football team that he partially owns. <laughs> people from New Jersey uh, who wait, pretend they're Louisa, from Philly are the worst people. Hold on, Louisa. <laughs> yes. Uh, you used owns in the present tense. Does this football team still exist? I thought they did. I feel like I keep hearing radio the ads for them about arena, how their tickets are like five dollars and you get a free hot dog. Are they the Are they the only <laughs> remaining arena football league? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they still exist. Their 2016 season oh. was amazing. <laughs> they took They took two seasons off um, mm-hmm. after. Uh, after because, they forgot that they were in a, on a team. They had to go get part-time jobs to earn some extra money. <laughs> I mean, um, that's probably true. <laughs> the AFL folded in 2009 Uh-oh. and was revi- purchased and revived in 2010, and then the Soul returned in 2011 with a different owner. Mm. Oh, okay. So it, it died and uh, then came back. Sounds like a real Generation Z move, am I right, guys? Yeah, you got it. I got it. Oh, boy. Nailed them. <laughs> That'll show them. So these anyway. are all just drawings of robots, which yeah, I guess much. is fine. I or feel like that's enhanced humans between like the ages of maybe ten and thirteen. All I did was draw robots, so I can get into this. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea, and I'm sure this is true of this place that you'll 
try to distill the aesthetic and say, oh, here's a picture that belongs on this Reddit, and you put it up, and half the people are extremely angry with you because, no, that is not part of the aesthetic of this Reddit. Because you can't define that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very hard to pin down because I just clicked on the top of all time. It's titled The Witcher 2077. Mm. So it's it's fan art reimagining of the game The Witcher as if it's a cyberpunk future game. It just looks like Metal Gear Solid 4 or 5. Yeah. Almost almost everything these days that is that like uh imagining a future dystopia or whatever has soldiers wearing helmets that have the visor that's like weirdly angular panels. Mm-hmm. In this yeah. picture, it's there. It's there in a lot of the other pictures I've seen scrolling through this uh, subreddit. It's in, like, all the Killzone games and Halo and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That is a bad way to design a helmet. Stop it. Well, no one does that in has, real life. It has screens on it so that it can have targeting overlays. Yeah, why wouldn't you make it a curved visor and not just three panels? <laughs> Mm. Uh, because you want the angular aesthetic of the cyberpunk future. Uh-huh. You also want there to be like grooves in it where you can't see out of it because that the glass is twice as thick all of a sudden. <laughs> Ooh, the second um, most popular of all time is upsetting to me. It's a image that looks like it's maybe a panel from a graphic novel or maybe it's just a standalone, but it's a woman in a bathtub, but she's this belongs in cyber booty am i right <laughs> sure well it's it's like tasteful i know i know anything. i'm just kidding uh she's in a bathtub under a whole bunch of metal <laughs> panels and wires and stuff she's got a tv screen showing a tropical beach but there's like windows to show like a skyscrapery city and the fact that everything's dark and she's in a bath is really upsetting to me and she's smoking in the bath yes she also has a turntable I, I think I don't think those are windows. I think those are other video screens because they're like they're two dimensional in themselves. The image within them is not doesn't have depth to it. So the fact that it's dark and everything's grungy metal and wires and it's a bath is horrifying. (laughs) I would never be able to relax in that bath. And the bath appears to have cushions on all of the backrests. That's a good idea. I mean, yeah, but they're gonna get moldy instantly. <laughs> well, they're probably it's the vinyl. future, Jeff. They've got mold figured out. <laughs> I like that she has her discarded Akira jacket right nearby. Yeah, and also like, a, a gun. Maybe is that a gun? Yeah, some kind of cyber gun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I um, love cyberpunk because, for the most part, it's nonsense. But there's also so much like accurate prediction of both aesthetics and technology in the genre. Do you guys think that people will still smoke in the future? Um, no. I think it's going to move all to vaping. Yeah, I think it's going that way. Ew. But, like, <laughs> vaping is just as bad as smoking, right? I we mean, don't know, because no one studies it. Didn't Didn't they come out with a study just a couple months ago about the, the condition called popcorn lung? Ew, what? <laughs> oh, boy, that sounds bad. I'm, like, I'm like 90% sure that this happened. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Popcorn. Ew, gross. Lung. Don't look it up. <laughs> I'm not going to click on the images link for sure. Oh, you know what? This is relevant right now, too, because we have um, the white version of Ghost in the Shell coming out soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that is, and I that would is say... about as bad for you as lung cancer. <laughs> I would consider it, uh, the original animated film and manga to be um, 
maybe not seminal cyberpunk works, but certainly some of the more popular. Hmm. Uh, I think Akira came way earlier, and of course the uh, the the seminal cyberpunk novel Neuromancer was. Like, that's where the term was invented for. He invented the term cyberspace in that book. Was that before Philip K. Dick did all of his cyberpunking? Um, Neuromancer came out in, like, 1981 or something. When was... And predicted the internet. <laughs> when was Philip K. Dick's stuff? Because that was around the same time, I think. Um, I don't know. Did Dick do... I guess, uh, do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, Yeah. Um, when did that I book think, come out? I think all of his stuff was pretty, uh, pretty cyberpunky. Yeah, that's uh, true. Neuromancer see. came out in 1984. Good timing. Uh-huh. And <laughs> let's see. Wait, Philip K. Dick was dead by 82, apparently. Yeah, Philip K. Dick oh, started wow. writing in the 50s. Uh, he wrote The Man in the High Castle in 1963, which was his first Hugo Award, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is from 68. Yeah, yeah that, that is definitely cyberpunk, uh, and the movie adaptation that came out around the same time as Neuromancer is uh, also considered a seminal work of the genre. Well, you know, uh, so... the time it came out is when young people who then would become influencers in the early 80s would have yep. seen it, so I'm sure he influenced a lot of people that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like a term that was invented, and then people realized a bunch of stuff that came out before they invented the term also fit in it. So we've talked about this on this show before, but have you guys ever thought about body hacking? Would you ever do body hacking? I don't think I would. Uh, it depends on what kind, but yeah, probably. Although I have considered, like, um, uh, laser eye surgery, so I guess that counts? Mm. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. I saw I saw an idea channel video, so I know everything about body hacking. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> No, but the the lady was talking about how, like, the major body hack that people use right now is birth control, which I hadn't really thought about. But, yeah, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. using technology to override the biological systems of your body and make you somehow have more control over what your body does. So, yeah, all right. I guess that's true yeah, of I a mean... lot of medicines, like a lot of um, uh, brain medicines, <laughs> for lack of a better term do that don't they like they regulate chemicals that your brain's not doing a good job of regulating on its own yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i guess um i guess like most people are already body hackers if they take any regular uh regularly scheduled medications yeah but I'm, I'm as far sure. as putting actual hardware in hold my on, body hold it on, would have to on, be useful oh, sorry go on i just had it i i don't agree with you that medication counts as body hacking because that is correcting a problem with your body mm. as opposed mm. to like taking control over the natural systems of your body which uh. i feel like that's kind of what body hacking is about i would agree with you like antibiotics and then you would stop using them but i think like if you're regulating <coughs> serotonin or whatever and you keep doing that because you need to do it to live the way you want to live like that counts as body hacking i think uh, i don't know maybe Anyway, uh, I think I would go for super strength. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, get for sure. Pistons put in your arms and legs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I would like to have a hip that functions properly. Oh yeah, what can I get? Do... Can I get a robot hip? What do they do with your surgery? Are you already a Cyberman? Do they put some screws uh, no. or plates in there? 
they didn't install anything. Uh, basically, what they did is they laparoscopically went in. They put three tubes in my leg, one to uh, inflate the surgery area so that they could like get at all the stuff in the joint, and then I don't know what the other two were, <laughs> but I know business, one of they said when they put it in. <laughs> <laughs> one of I know one of them was a grinder to grind the extra bone off, and I guess the third one would have to be a vacuum to get all that bone dust out of there. So now there's a cavity there that you. You can put a gun in like RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, no, I think all that bone grew back, so I got to get another surgery or a cyber hip. Why did they make RoboCop's leg so big if they didn't really need that space? Because um, um, they didn't cut because off the it had to be legs? worn by a person. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't, get it. Uh-huh. I like that we both had the same answer. Yeah, I. Did you guys this see actually... RoboCop? No. <laughs> the original? Yeah. I've seen yeah, I own it. I own it on Blu-ray. Times. It's amazing. Okay. So part of it is the fact that like RoboCop's uh reality for a big portion of the movie is portrayed to be horrible and like nightmarish where mm-hmm. People tell him what to do, and he follows orders without question, and then at night he just deactivates and they fill him with nutrient slop. Okay. Did Jeff, did you feel a little bit like you would be okay with that life when you saw that movie? Because I was sort of like, man, that seems like it would be kind of restful, though. <laughs> no, if I could be a RoboCop, I would be okay with that. The only thing, like... You just need a brain that gets all the chemicals in it, and you're you're still you, I think. It's just we have no other way to get all those chemicals in there without having um, most of a functioning human body to do it. But I don't if we think that that's out, true, Yeah, though. sure, I'll just be... I don't oh, think you're that's happy true. being a cop if you can be a robo-cop? Now we see who you really no, are. No, I want to... Uh, can I be a robo... Uh, Black robo, Lives Matter? Uh, actor? <laughs> Robo-writer? Can, can you be a robo-Black Lives Matter? <laughs> yeah, I want to be a, a robo-fresh... A robo-fessional protest. Oh, no, you should be a robo-cuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm changing my Twitter name. Yep. <laughs> Uh, these cuck boys, they're always drinking more motor oil so they can slice off uh, Nazis' heads with their super sharp knives. And not so they can look good. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Robo Cuck Boy is a really good DJ name, though. <laughs> <sighs> Are you afraid that Daft Punk might come and kill you? <laughs> Guys, hang on. You know how every DJ has their D- well, not every DJ, but many DJs have their DJ name being like DJ whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we start a movement to change that to being Robo whatever, like Robo oh, Skrillex? Because that'd, be that'd be fucking rad. Oh man, I'm already imagining Skrillex, but he has like a a robot eye, like Deathlock. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool too. But I'm not even necessarily saying he has to change anything about himself. It's just. We all start referring to, like, DJs and synth music people as Robo instead of DJ. Robo Khaled. Yeah, but... Robo but Khaled. Lo- uh, millennials uh, yes. love him on uh, Snapchat. Yeah. Robo Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> Wait a minute, he's Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> yeah, that gets replaced, too. <laughs> I don't know about that. Then you've got, like, Robo Anthony Hopkins. 
Oh, that's awesome! Are Wait, you why implying, is that a downside to this plan? Are you plan? implying that Sir Mix-a-Lot is the tame, same type of Sir as Sir Anthony Hopkins? Hey, look, if we're going to get rid of the word Sir and replace it with Robo, there's going to be a lot of changes, Robo Patrick Stewart. Oh, fuck, oh, man. that would be so good. Oh, man, uh, uh, Robo Maggie Smith is my favorite British actress, oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Or wait, uh, would would Logan. Dame be a different one? Would we have to change Dame no, to be like Cyber? Would be Robo. Cyber, Cyber Maggie Smith. <laughs> Logan would have been way better with a Robo Patrick Stewart in it. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so no, don't spoil it for me. I'm still hoping there might be a Robo Patrick Stewart in it at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, Matt. There totally is. My okay, bad. cool. <laughs> uh, actually, I guess that's what that Star Trek episode, uh, Best of Both Worlds, was about, right? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, guys, that's the one where he became a Borg, if you haven't watched Star Trek. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, for some reason, the Borg, who don't have individuality, absorb people sometimes and give them names. Yeah, and they're like, we don't think people are important, except you. You are important, so we want you. <laughs> yeah, Locutus, you have a name for some reason. <laughs> it's a cool name, but, like... Is it, like, what... I feel like you would give... If you were a robot species like the Borg, you would give people, like, functional names, if you were going to give them names at all, and Locutus means yeah. nothing. Just, like, hexadecimal uh, values. What is hexadecimal uh, value? You're talking about the TV show Reboot, I assume? <laughs> No, like, uh... The character uh, hexadecimal al- values al- insanity, I guess. <laughs> DJ alphanumeric, I guess, <laughs> is Fuck. probably the right way to put it. No, we already said DJ is out, Robo is in, Louisa. Well, it's Robo doesn't Robo. work with that. It sounds boring, man. It's too much on the normal kind. That's the normal kind of hexadecimal <laughs> is Robo hexadecimal. I want the people who are doing this art to all be the people who are designing costumes for movies and video games. And I know, obviously, some of these people are professionals, but not all of them. And some of the art is very good, like professional quality. I feel like costumes and uh, character design is already too much this. I kind of want it to go the other way. I want people to be like, okay, we've had enough fun with, like, (laughs) weird metal pants. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've we've got too many metal panels and wires sticking out of things and zippers already. We've gone too far. Let's step that back a little. I like all of the weird green cyberpunk glowing stuff in Zelda. Yes. Yeah, that's a cool mixing of aesthetics that I'm into, but then the counterpoint to that is Final Fantasy XV, which is like a cyberpunk bachelor party. You forgot to put a game in your game, you fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we have like cars and regular clothes and also uh sometimes i could throw a fireball at a big cactus monster yep although i got a game today which i haven't started playing yet but uh i'm very excited to once i get through the rest of the zelda which is um never uh well hopefully (laughs) never but it's gonna happen and i'm gonna have to play a new game so i just got uh horizon zero dawn Oh yeah, PS4 Zelda. I mean, kinda, yeah, but it looks pretty good, and uh, I'm excited to play it, so. I can't believe two, like, very similar open-world, like, sort of fantasy, sort of sci-fi games came out at the same time on two different consoles, and everyone loves both of them. I just love the idea of a world where all the animals are just dumb robots that, like, evolved (laughs) for some reason and don't do anything. That's great. (laughs) 
Yeah, I I really like the they're calling it post post apocalypse because yeah. it takes place while society is rebuilding after the apocalypse. Yeah. So you find like remnants of modern society, but you don't know what they are. Yeah, the reason that I bought it is because on the uh, episode of Besties where they were talking about it, they uh, just, oh that was it, yeah. Justin McElroy talked about picking up an item called Ancient Chimes, and then when you look at it in your menu, it's a set of car keys. <laughs> like that's awesome. <laughs> That's the that that one sentence he said is the reason I bought the game. I was like, <laughs> I love that idea so much. Um, I hate to take away from this talk of good video games to talk about a video game that is pretty good, but not as good. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But it's more on topic. Did you play Read Only Memories? I own it, but I have not had a chance to play it yet. I got it's it at not... a humble bundle, I think. It's very, like, well-made. It's just not the type of game that usually pulls me in for a 12-hour play session like Zelda or Skyrim, because mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a point-and-click adventure, um, mm-hmm. and it's very good. Um, but it has a cyberpunk aesthetic that both seems like a natural progression of where we are, but also is inventive and cool, and it also takes into account the social implications of society continuing to advance for another couple decades. Like, like people vaping. are... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, people are openly vaping. Um, yeah. No, there's people with, like, all different gender identities and all different sexualities in the game, and, and it's, like, not all a big vaping. deal. <laughs> Yeah, everyone vapes. Gay, straight, everyone vapes. It's oh man, amazing. that's the best children's book you've ever come up with, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I feel like I uh, heard that somewhere. That's too good. <laughs> when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, they both buy a sweet vape rig. <laughs> oh man. Louisa, are you saying that the joke that I just said was so funny that it can't have been come from me? Because I find that a little bit offensive, I think. I think that's a compliment. I realize it was sounding that way, but no, I genuinely think I've heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm, I'm sure you have, jerk. <laughs> Stop trying to gaslight me. Yeah, I did hear that. Well, I mean, I clearly haven't heard it somewhere else. So it, it, so well, we don't know that. You might have uh, heard it in passing, and then you remembered it because it was so good. Is is Tron cyberpunk? I'd I say know. yes. What's punk about it, though? Because I feel like the whole... Well, maybe I'm wrong, but when you have a movement that has punk appended to it, I thought the idea was, like, it's subversive. a take... It's a take on, like, modern, real society, like, just reframed through a lens of something. So oh. cyberpunk is like, this is the real world... But, like, continuing in a way where we are imagining this one thing is blown way out of proportion. So, like, people are still real and have the same real problems, but there's way more technology. And I think it has to be dystopic, really, yeah, to be I was a cyberpunk. Say, I feel like it's something futuristic, but then there's a faction that's against that. So, like, I guess I would say The Matrix is cyberpunk. Oh yeah, the Matrix for sure is cyberpunk because so, it's like everything's dirty and bad, and also there's high technology. I haven't yeah. seen Tron, so this is wild conjecture, but I think that people live inside the computer and they're like pretty happy with it. But then some people aren't happy with it, and so then maybe it's cyberpunk. I don't know. Is everything dirty and bad in Tron, or do they just get sucked into an old computer? I no, don't know. I don't know. Everything about is it. everything is like future high tech and cool in Tron. Even when in the new one, when they get sucked into a computer from a million years ago, it's still somehow very cool and high tech inside. So that's good, I guess. But like, 
Um, I think everyone's cool except for the master controller, who's kind of shitty. I haven't seen this since I was, like, 11. I have never seen Tron, and every time I see a screenshot from Tron, I'm like, why would I ever look at this on purpose? <laughs> yes, that's fair. It's like if you bought um, glow-in-the-dark tape and just put it on all your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the aesthetic, right? But, I mean, I think that if you start saying that kind of thing is, is cyberpunk, then anything that is high-tech future is cyberpunk. Then you start saying yeah. like, okay. Star Trek is cyberpunk. That's and I, fair I'm enough, because not... I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I, I I would say Tron borrows from that aesthetic, but I don't know. I don't think the uh, world has enough uh, raining, rain over big advertisements for Coca-Cola in it to be cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the primary aesthetic, is it's always raining and there's ads everywhere. Oh, is yeah. the future that you can visit the dystopian future you can visit in Chrono Trigger cyberpunk or is it just sad? Yes. yes. It's just kind of sad cyberpunk. though. People wear rags, like literal rags. Oh yeah, that's true. They don't really have access to the technology. That's a post-post-apocalyptic uh, uh, world. <laughs> I think that of. might just be regular post-apocalyptic. <laughs> they uh, all remember the explosions. <laughs> do they? I thought that they were like a generation after the people oh, who... Yeah, I guess it's it happened in 1999 and they're in 2300. Yeah, so like they're yeah. just sort of yeah. like well, we don't know why everything's shitty, but it sure is. <laughs> we have to wear oh, rags man. now and start garbage fires and start yeah. a futuristic space. And then one person's like, hey guys, you know, I could sew these rags together into some real clothes. And they're like, fucking shut up! <laughs> we have to we're go the... do motorcycle races. <laughs> yeah, now, we're in the dystopian future. There's a steampunk game. Yeah, It's everything punk. I think yeah. it's yeah. cyberpunk and steampunk. Oh, and it's definitely is there a medieval it's punk. Definitely it's definitely etherpunk punk in, in the uh, future that where Megas is from. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah, that's the past, I... Louisa. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the extreme past. Mm, that's right. Man, that like <laughs> the fact that that game ha- basically has two apocalypses <laughs> in it as you play is <laughs> so impressive. <laughs> I think it's crazy that. As we're saying this, you could if if you made this game today, it would be a, like a commentary on all of the different punk movements that have become popular on the internet. But somehow, yeah. somebody accidentally made that commentary like twenty years before the thing it was commenting on. <laughs> That's weird, huh? I think it's because a lot of people grew up playing Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy and adopted the aesthetics they liked from those games into the art that they make now. Yeah, is. Is magic a part of cyberpunk and steampunk? I guess it can be because it's uh, steampunk. Yeah, it I would say Shadowrun has magic in it, and that's a very cyberpunk yes. thing. That might be the most cyberpunk thing currently. Mm, how about the this? The point of Shadowrun was mixing D and D fantasy with cyberpunk, though. So I think that's a special case. How about this? Is the movie Alien cyberpunk? Yeah, tricky, right? It seems like it would be. Yeah, I I think think once you get once you get to the expanded universe, maybe. But no, because regular people don't have access to very high technology. They have technology higher than ours, just from virtue of being in the future. We don't we don't ever see regular people unless you count the people who are the miners, and they are all have access to that technology. 
Yeah, I think in the movie Alien, those are regular people. The only difference is the truck they take to the mining site is a spaceship, but they don't have, like, computers in their eyes or anything. No, but they have, <sighs> they have like, robot There's friends. a robot. Yeah, there is a robot man. <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard. And, I've never and thought when the about ro- it as cyberpunk when, before. Yeah. When the robot man reveals himself to be a robot man, people aren't like, holy fuck, a robot. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're a robot. Like... They are familiar with robots enough that that can happen. Sorry I said those things about robot immigrants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, I shouldn't have... Mm, sorry, guys. I, I guess I learned were... my lesson about racism. <laughs> that's what that, that's some... how that movie ends, right? <laughs> yeah, they all yeah, learn to much. the alien and not judge her because she's different and she wants to kill everyone. Well, that'd be cool. I'd be into that as a, <laughs> like a new take on alien. I mean, I guess that's kind of what that uh, Winona Ryder alien movie was about, right? I did not see any of them. <laughs> I saw, I've seen the first two. I still have the second two waiting on my Blu-ray shelf. Oh, but I did go through the great movie ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So I mm-hmm. think we all know that I'm an expert because the car broke that... down one time in the alien part. Oh, wow. That never happened before. <laughs> hey, Louisa, go watch Alien. No, it's like thanks. one of the best movies ever. Yeah. It's amazing. It's specifically Louisa's the type of horror of... movie I can't watch. Louisa's scared of horror movies that aren't scary, Jeff. There's no way she's going to ever watch Alien. That's <laughs> the scariest movie ever made. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead? I'm not sure I can watch that again. <laughs> mm, yeah, but that's... Uh, is there a difference between a real threat and something like Alien, where it's monsters in space and you, that would never happen to you? Uh, no. I don't know, Jeff, because the first time I saw Alien when I was 10... Uh, I didn't sleep for several days because I thought maybe that could happen to me anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. I I didn't see it until I was an adult, so I I don't have any sort of yeah. Our our dad had a very lax policy on letting kids watch movies where <laughs> if you wanted to do it, you could, uh, and that didn't work out super great most of the time. But you know, by and large, I'm sure it was fine. I feel like a big part of my psyche was shaped by watching Total Recall when I was nine. <laughs> Man, that movie will mess you up. Oh, that uh, movie really... cyberpunk for sure, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. It's, now... uh, it's based on a uh, Philip K. Dick story, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Know. Also, is, um, is a person mutating to have three boobs cyberpunk, or is that just gross? Well, if it's a body mod, definitely. Are you sure that it was a it's mutation? It's a mutation, oh, yes. Man, I don't know. The mutation... The mutations are, I think, part of the dystopia uh, aspect of yeah. of cyberpunk. So does like, that mean uh, does that mean X Men is cyberpunk? No, because it's it's supposed to take place in the here and now. It could yeah, but be, there's they, the mutants are being mutated by atomic energy. <laughs> and it's I think it's got to be a future dystopia with um, mundane extreme technology. Yeah, I think the fact that they're mutating has to be part of, like, well, the world just got so bad because humans wrecked it that, yeah, now some people are mutating. Yeah. What can you do? Is Red Yeah, like Dwarf... Futurama is cyberpunk. Yeah. Is Red Dwarf <laughs> cyberpunk? Yes. Mm, yeah, sure. Oh, that's tricky, though, I guess. Because they're still part of the system, aren't they? Like, they're not rebelling against... The yeah, they kind of they kind of like the technology that they have. Like yeah. they are still very boring people. Like they're still very mundane about it, but they're like, "Oh, this is great. Okay. I'm glad I have these things." So I think the I main mean, part shows... of the show isn't cyberpunk, but like the Gelflings definitely are cyberpunk. 
Yeah. That's true. That show started in the 80s when cyberpunk was uh, the main thing, so I think it's mm. a like big part of it is that it's a parody of that. Yeah. It was also sort of the answer at the time of, uh, like, when Star Wars and Star Trek became successful with, like, this glossy view of the future and spaceships and stuff, that they were going to be, like, a grungy view of it. Well, that's why, that's why I asked. I know Star I Wars like is in that's... the future, but it's the idea of the but future. But Star Wars is grungy. That was it, the whole thing about Star Wars. It has that too, yes. No. But. Star Wars isn't grungy enough. Star Wars isn't grungy in the way that real things are grungy. That's the problem well, with it. Yes, not like by today's standards, it's not. But no one was doing brutalist architecture for their spaceships in 1977. Well, but I think what Louise's point is, is that like, Star Wars is... Uh, for okay, I want to start this by saying I very much like Star Wars. I think it's very good. Star Wars isn't <laughs> about real people doing real things that real people do. It, mm. The characters in it are very archetypal and mythological. Yeah. Mm. And what Red Dwarf was, I think, really about was the idea of having a sci-fi world where the people in it are real people who yes. act like real people do. Yes. I think that you can make an argument that Red Dwarf is cyberpunk, but Star Wars definitely isn't. No, I agree yeah. with you that cyber, that Star Wars is not cyberpunk. I agree with For- you, and is it bad if I want uh, uh, Donald Glover to have the same hair that Lando had in the original Star Wars movies? Because I think that I, would look I- awesome. Fuck, I think I, he will. He's already grown a mustache uh, for it. I, I, I thought you were very close to saying you wanted Donald Glover to play the cat in a reboot of Red Dwarf, <laughs> which would be fucking amazing. That would be. How good can he uh, dance, though? I don't know. I'm sure he's good. He's a, okay, he's so... a good rapper. Wait, could we just change <laughs> oh, yeah, we it from dancing to rapping? <laughs> Cats evolved to be amazing rappers? I mean, <laughs> that's not the craziest thing I've said on this show. So Lister would obviously be John Boyega, and Cat would be Donald Glover. Wait, why on earth would Lister be John Boyega? John Boyega is I don't, I don't know. Enough. I don't know any other young British black guys. <laughs> That's not a good reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling that at all. John Boyega is like, okay, nothing at all. Against... Too handsome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say that, but I didn't. I don't want to offend. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Craig Charles. Craig. Craig... Wait, yeah. what is his name? Craig Charles. Craig Charles. Is it Craig, Craig Charles? Yeah. I'm looking at the page. Right <laughs> okay, <now>. it is. <laughs> Craig Charles is like. Uh, such a slobby, scummy dude on that show. I just don't see John Boyega being yeah. slobby and scummy. Yeah, I don't. Either. I don't know. Didn't you see Attack the Block? No, I didn't. Oh, he's what like about a Adam, real... What about Adam Driver? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. If we're just he is doing Star gross. Wars, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although... Yeah, we might as well whitewash the role and make the guy ten times grosser. <laughs> I mean, Lister isn't really black on the show. He's, like, like... Unspecified? Yes, exactly. Well, it is unspecified, yeah. Well, he has, like, long dreadlocks, doesn't he? Like, Oh, yeah, because only black people can have that hairstyle, Jeff. Mm, (laughs) I think in the future, white people will have given up trying to have dreadlocks. Isn't he legitimately a mixed-race person? Yeah, Yeah. he's, he's half Irish, half Guyanese. Yeah, so, like... 
Okay, so who is a modern day mixed race person? I don't like. Wait, why are we casting like this. this only on race? <laughs> why oh, are I, you I casting it only? I on didn't race? realize there was an American remake. There was. Like, remake oh, of oh my god, you didn't it. know about that with Craig Bierko? Yeah, fucking. They missed the entire point of the show more than anything has ever missed the point of anything. More than before. our fancy cat is, a lady. is right now. Yes. Wait, no. I want to get through the rest of this. Who is? A good slobby modern actor, slobby comedy. Who's doing that these days? Uh, what's mm. that guy? Uh, the uh, um, Paul Chris Blunt. O'Dowd. Oh, Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, Kevin James. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm no. just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Chris O'Dowd uh, might be good actually. Chris O'Dowd, I think, would be pretty good. Yeah. Okay, Chris he's, O'Dowd. He's never shaved, but never had a beard. Yes, Chris O'Dowd, especially because he was so gross on the IT crowd a lot of the time. I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris O'Dowd as Lister. Uh, oh, wait, why not Richard Aote as uh, as Lister? Who's Richard Aote? I don't know who that is. The other guy from IT Crowd. Iowate. Oh, Iowate. Iowate. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce uh, names. Uh, I don't think so. No, he's he very, like, fussy, even in his uh, comedy persona. Yeah, now, very, like, if you said him as Rimmer... Yeah, I could get yeah. into that. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Although now we're just making we're just, it the IT crowd. <laughs> we're just doing a comic relief uh, fundraiser sketch now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's get Rowan Atkinson as the doctor. Yeah, and we'll get the 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 woman from IT crowd to play Holly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and and what's Matt his face? Barry Matt is, Reeves. Uh, Matt Berry. That's his name. <laughs> Did you say Batman? Louisa? I said Matt Barry as Crichton. Oh, I thought you were casting Batman <laughs> in one of the roles. Matt Barry as Batman? <laughs> I'd watch that movie. He'd be a, he'd be great as Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah, he would be. <laughs> he'd probably be good at doing a, like, uh, if you tried to do a Batman the Brave and the Bold type yeah. movie that was in the style of the old Adam West Batman. I bet he could do really yeah. well at that. I feel like he'd be a better oh, Iron Man because he seems like the guy who would be <laughs> the Tony Stark personality and the type of guy who would really need a suit to do all the superhero stuff for him. <laughs> I want him to play the Penguin in an upcoming Batman film. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys liked this episode of Seeing Reddit. If you did, please tell your friends and uh, send in your uh, fantasy casting for the obscure British comedy Red Dwarf. Or if you want to, <laughs> or your uh, fan art of the Halloween horse. Yeah, Halloween horse. That's the best thing that came out of this episode, probably. For um, sure. Uh, but please rate and review us on iTunes if you can. Spread the word about us. We really appreciate anything you can do to help. Uh, and uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us uh, seeingreddit at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at seeingreddit. I'm Matt Heron, and you can find me at Kamikaze Pilot on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, J3FK. You can find me on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash JeffJK, and you can read a um, cyberpunk story that I wrote very quickly and put up as my last month's uh, reward. Um, uh, and get also all the other things that I've written. And one of my recorded things this month will probably be my impressions of Zelda, but I might actually buckle down and do uh, Jeff, more creepypasta readings. Please tell me you mean that you are going to be doing impressions of <laughs> Zelda's voice, uh, because yeah. that will make me... I- I've, I've been donating to your Patreon for a while now, and I love everything you put out, but that will be my favorite thing, hands down, 100%. <laughs> 
Oh, yep, I'll great. do. Uh, here's what I go around impression. But actually, hang on, because Zelda does actually say words in this <laughs> she game. Does, yeah. yeah, it's very weird. Like uh, Zelda and the four champions are all voice acted, and I like it, but it is weird. Why is Zelda weird. British? Why wouldn't she be? It's just I never thought of her as British. I Especially think the Gorons cause... are the only ones who have American accents, aren't they? I don't might be. know. Is the bird guy British? I don't remember him sounding British. Yeah, he's he's got a very, like, sort of, um, importance of being earnest voice. Well, like, Im- like Impa isn't British. She just has the voice. Oh, yeah. She has the voice of a much younger woman doing an old woman voice, but it's an American voice actor, I think. The Gerudos all have American accents, too, which, uh, is it racist for me to have expected them to be doing a vague foreign accent? Oh, yeah, it's probably, it probably is racist, but I think I would have expected that as well. Uh, the Gerudos are already very racist. Yeah. yeah. They all greet you in fake Arabic, so I thought maybe they would also have a fake Arabic accent. Yeah, the, the Gerudos are all just, like, like... Uh, Aladdin the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they are orange monster people, so it's like it's at least far enough away that I I can't be too grossed out uh, by it. I would say <laughs> that uh the Trump supporters would refer to anyone from the Middle East as orange monster <laughs> people, so I'm not sure. And also they're just literally supposed to be human type creatures, so I don't know where you're getting orange monsters from. Yeah. <laughs> they have like giant triangle shaped heads because of how weirdly stylized they are. Yeah, that's true of a lot of people in that game. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, where are you online? You can find me, Louisa, at Heronbird on Twitter. Alright, guys. So until next week, keep on playing Zelda and uh, remember to keep your pockets on fleet. Oh, shit! Oh, no! Oh, no! I fucked it up. I fucked everything up. It's the worst. Keep keep those rupees on Shrek. (laughs) Yeah, keep your rupees on Shrek. Just make it rain on that fool. (laughs) Don't read the comments. I'm gonna edit out the thing where I said the wrong thing. (laughs) Nope, don't. It was pretty good. (laughs) Was it? One jump ahead of the breadline, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of the lawmen. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm broke. Riffraff, straight back, scoundrel, take back. Just a little snack, guys. Rip it open, take it back, guys. Take a hint, gotta face the facts. You I know, know that, Jeff, you feel like you've seen the face of God because you tweet <laughs> 30 or 40 times a day about how perfect this game is, but I feel like in six months we're going to be very embarrassed at how excited we were about this game. I don't know. I, it's been six years, and I still talk about Skyrim and how great it is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, do you? I mean, I, I, I still argue that Skyrim was so good when it came out, and did not age very well, unfortunately. Mm. Well, this game will age better, I think, because it has a cartoon art style, like all Nintendo games. This Didn't game we talk will about age this last week. 
Yes, this game will age better, you think, because you're in the middle of it, and so you can't see that it's not going to age well, like what happened with Skyrim. Mm. You're crazy. I don't know, Zelda games, Nintendo games in general age pretty well, but (laughs) Zelda games, uh, except for uh, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, usually are, like, playable later. Yeah, I mean, and I... I don't want to be that guy that throws people's history in their faces, but I'm just saying with Skyrim, when you gave everyone Skyrim-themed Christmas presents and said you'd never play another <laughs> video game other than Skyrim, I like, maybe temper those expectations a little bit. Just a little bit. No, that was a, that was a good idea. Everyone liked those <laughs> gifts. Jeff's already planning his Triforce tattoo. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. If that's your thing, go no, for it. No, I don't think Chase I would do that, because then what if Shigeru Miyamoto turns out to be a pedophile or something? Well, that doesn't mean that the Triforce is a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, but he made it, Although it and does I wouldn't have... want it on my body forever then. It, it does have that hole in the middle. <laughs> so we can use that hole to assault children? Is that the idea? I don't know. I don't know. It, and it somehow is sexual, I guess. Uh, it is always hanging around children. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> 